0: This week on Dr. Drew After Dark. You know, libido is a driving force, right? It's about vitality, and if you lose that, it's really, it's just awful.
1: Yeah, just pop Molly, right?
0: <laughs> there, you're, there, are, there are doctors out there that literally, literally specialize in this, so you can just look up colorectal hemorrhoidectomy doctor, and somebody will come up. AKA
1: sure. Booty Hole Doctor. Booty
0: Hole Doctor. Dr. Drew After Dark. Please be advised that Dr. Drew After Dark may contain sexually oriented content and be unsuitable for young children. Hey everyone, welcome to Dr. Drew After Dark. Uh, phone number, I remember at this time, 818-253-1693. Give us a call for the voice messages. I'll take some of those today as well as the emails, which are always great. Dr. Drew After Dark at gmail.com. Support the field, support the show. We appreciate it very much uh and uh do not forget to check out the dr Drew.TV for the streaming show that's out there tuesday wednesday and thursday i think you guys might enjoy that as well today the guest is jesse Jetsky jack johnson i almost called you jackson jesse jesse what jackson, is, is. jackson <laughs> craziness um i don't know where to start with you uh kill tony <laughs> bad bad friends you've been doing a lot of stuff lately
1: Podcasting, like, like I really crazy. found my groove there. Now you, I'm here. This is crazy. <laughs>
0: oh, good. But you you started from music, right? Yes. Tell me about that.
1: Trumpet player. Do you play an instrument?
0: I mean, I I mean dilettante, like serious dilettante. Like I played piano and I sang opera a little bit, but. My son was a real keyboard player, went to a music conservatory for a couple of years, so I know w- how rigorous that stuff is. Yeah. People don't know, it's insane. Music conservatories are insane. And, and real music performance, like virtuosity, you're just sitting there all, 12 hours a day practicing, 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 practicing.
1: Yeah, it, it was a lot. That's kind of why I dropped out of school. I had a full ride scholarship on trumpet playing to Northern Arizona University, mm. and I it was too much work. <laughs>
0: But, but it's waking up and going to bed, yeah, trumpet and music theory and trying to hear things, and yeah, yeah,
1: and I have the same work ethic with stand up, but it's just a lot more fun to be thinking of jokes all day. Well,
0: that, but but people, some people are really into them, they love it, they, they love yeah. the music, and you have to love it to do that, right? So, you must love the comedy.
1: <clears throat> I love it, and I still like playing trumpet, but I don't like uh taking it too seriously yes yeah. it is it, I kind of lost the fun out of it so yeah. now I try to combine it into my stand-up in um, what way um well you know I'm, I'm still figuring it out because there's <laughs> a like, I can't like a guitar comic I can't talk and play at the same time
0: you can't play the trumpet and speak I get that <laughs> I understand that
1: yeah so I'm finding different ways to incorporate it um and yeah
0: and and they you know <laughs> that kind of training they're gearing you up for a symphony orchestra right you're not exactly yeah. learning jazz. <laughs> Uh, but I imagine you did do jazz and a lot. Yeah, of it.
1: I did all of it. I ended up being in like r and B band, like a uh, when I was nineteen, and uh, I I tried everything: jazz, classical, marching band. <laughs> I even did like some percussion, percussion classes.
0: It must have been, It must be a great thing to have that skill in your back pocket, though. You know, I mean, you probably don't appreciate it because you've just always done it. I imagine.
1: <laughs> I'm glad I never quit. Yeah, I do appreciate it. I'm 33, so I've like I've got a long time playing, and I've had some teachers tell me like when I wanted to go into comedy, you know, if you can just ride both tracks as long as possible, it'll pay off, and it has. It's fun to.
0: How did you end up with trumpet?
1: Well, I I wanted to play saxophone, um, but there were too many in the band, and then I wanted to play trombone, but my arms weren't long enough. So (sighs) the teacher was like, maybe you go to trumpet, which made sense anyway because my grandfather was a trumpet player. so Isn't that interesting
0: how it <laughs> sort of goes in family sometimes? Yeah, it's odd. It is, yeah. My wife Sammy has a bunch of reed players. Oh yeah, yeah. I just, just did clarinet, <laughs> just sing saxophone, clarinet, saxophone. I was like, what? All you guys?
1: Yeah. It's so well, strange. my dad's a drummer. Oh, that's so it skipped the generation.
0: <laughs> so interesting. Yeah. Well, and and then comedy was that something you found early?
1: Yeah, I think like to stand out, I would make jokes or like um, when I would say something and I'd get attention, I would just keep saying the same thing. And
0: I, I always ask this question of comedians because most of them have a moment where they it sort of caught them, where they caught the comedy bug. Like they just remember some, when they can <laughs> they can usually point at something. Moment.
1: I remember like the first time I laughed the hardest I ever laughed, but it wasn't my joke. It was my dad took my sister and I to like an arboretum, like an outside, it was like some kind of outside uh, park or something. And it was really quiet. And he's like, girls, let's sit down on this bench and and close our eyes and just listen to the sounds of nature. And we close our eyes and then he just farted (laughs) really loud. It was so simple, but we were laughing so hard that he had to calm us down because other people were like, what's going on over there?
0: So that, so that I, I would moment. argue that being infected by <laughs> fart humor is a pretty good sign that you're going to be okay in comedy. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was
1: like, I want to do that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and and how did you get involved with Bad Friends?
1: Well, I worked at the comedy store. Um, I was a, a door guy there. You have to audition to work there. And um, I, would just, I was parking Bobby Lee's car and I got to talking to him. And um, he told me at some point they're going to get people on their podcast and... It was like four months later I got a call from him and. Uh,
0: so interesting. We'll talk more about the door guy thing because most people that aren't in the comedy scene don't know what that is.
1: Uh, door guy, like, uh, it's it's from the beginning of the comedy store when when Mitzi was running it, she would um have comics audition to work there, and so it's not it's a job that's not about the money. Um, it's more like a school. And you get spots, and the whole idea is you kind of so, work that program. So late
0: at night, there'd be a, it's like somebody, there's an empty spot, they'll throw you in there kind of thing, right? It, yeah, that's happened
1: yeah. a lot, like, because you're just there. So if yeah. somebody doesn't show up or somebody's running late, yeah. um, but it's great. And you get to meet all the comics. Like, I kind of have a confidence thing, so I wouldn't ever, like, just go approach Bobby Lee, you know, because I yes. was, like, too scared at the time. But because I'm working there and we see each other every day, it, it makes it easier to, like, get to know these comics that like, can change your life, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm trying to remember uh, the name of the show that Pete what's Pete's last name? He did a show about Pete Holmes? Pete Holmes. Crashing. Crashing. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. That was the sort of door guy sort of New York version of the door guy job.
1: Yeah, similar. Yeah. I mean it's such a community. Everybody yeah. h- helps, like, each other out. I mean, my friend who's a comic, Chase O'Donnell, who you probably know. Very well. Opens for Christina. She told Christina my name, and I did her podcast, and now we're here.
0: Have you done her musicals yet, though? You've got it. Now you're I a musician. Know. Why hasn't she, she pulled you into that? She pulled me in. I've done one.
1: You did? Oh, my God. I you haven't, got to see that do you guys one. have
0: the Oklahoma one, by any chance? We That's should probably so put funny. that as part of this show. I'll look for it. I'll look then, for all it. All right. We'll play it. We'll play it for Jesse because she will, uh please don't pay any attention to my, my musicianship. Please. <laughs> Whatever you do, oh my God! Not only am I—is there a pitch problem? Rhythm is not not my strongest suit. All right, while they look for that, this will be fun, and uh, you you know what I'm talking about, right? Which has these musicals? And yes, she, yeah. of
1: course, yeah, they're so funny.
0: Oh, there it is. So here we go. We'll just play it for you before we go to the calls. Hmm.
2: Don't laugh. <laughs>
0: It's all right with me. People will say we're in love. Oh, pitch!
1: There's that opera
3: training. Uh,
0: there it is. And we we're in the middle of a park. There's people everywhere, which you can't see behind the camera. There's people all over the place. This is one of about ten takes.
1: I was just gonna ask yeah. how many times. And then, then we
0: ran into that. She goes, do it again. We're Oh, the pitch. God. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so funny. Yeah. I love those videos. And,
0: and we did uh, uh, many others. More embarrassing. Some of them, we stood in the middle of people's picnics and things and did other parts of, of uh, Oklahoma. Yeah, I got to do it again, I think. But Maybe
1: Chase will re-release some of those outtakes.
0: <laughs> oh i she should because there was some stuff we did that i was dying and it's fun to work with her too because she lights up when she sees stuff she likes she's like dying <laughs> when oh, i'm yeah. dying and it's a lot of fun but do you do you live in los angeles mm-hmm. yeah. yeah and where'd you grow up
1: i grew up in arizona in like the phoenix area i i moved a lot so i i've I don't ever know how to answer where from Arizona am I from, because basically the Phoenix area.
0: But you moved a lot in Arizona.
1: Yes, and yeah. I lived there for 26 years, and then I moved to Los Angeles.
0: For comedy? hmm And so now you come into the bad friends world, right? Yes. What was that like?
1: It literally was life-changing. Mm. I don't know a better word for it. But Killed Tony was my first podcast I was on, and, and Tony Hinchcliffe and Brian Redman, they gave me so much love and everything. And my that was the first time I started getting like followers and fans. Was and it I, here? In the Los Angeles, uh, but then right as I joined, the pandemic happened, and they moved to Austin. Uh, and you know, I have like an open door to keep going back there, but I stayed in Los Angeles for personal reasons. And then when I got on Bad Friends, it was like it just skyrocketed with like, followers that. and my confidence. And sometimes I think you know, when other people believe in you, you start believing in yourself more. And, yeah, yeah. And it's been great. It's been a wonderful year. And where
0: does the jet ski come from?
1: Honestly, my nicknames literally just sound like my name. Okay, so just, not, not I've never some, ridden a jet ski.
0: Okay, <laughs> not something that you're, else in your past. No. You, you <laughs> mentioned uh, last that last night you were requiring smelling salts, and I said hold that for the, <laughs> for the for the podcast.
1: I don't know if I'd say requiring them, but I was in the green room, uh, and I, I they have um, smelling salts in uh, the mothership green room, and so I was hanging out watching roast battle, and I. And yeah, we were just, all the door guys there, and hey, have you ever tried smelling salts? And I've seen them on, on Rogan's podcast, I've seen them do them, uh, where you just, you smell the salts. Not because somebody's <laughs>
0: passing out, just to sort of go through the, the misery of smelling ammonia?
1: Well, this is great we're here, because I was wondering, like, I, I know nothing about it. I'm a risk taker, so I was like, let's try this. I've done a a lot of drugs when I was trying to be a jazz trumpeter uh-huh so I, I quit now but I was like yeah smelling salt seems safe
0: <laughs> compared to that stuff <laughs>
1: yeah I so, wasn't snorting it so how did you stuff. find it um I oh sorry I'm stupid I was like I found it at in the green room. No, no no no
0: but how did you find the experience
1: <laughs> it, it was great I actually I think I overhyped it so much
0: the smelling salts yeah uh.
1: um I felt a little bit hungover to mm. be completely honest from the night before and it, it like cured everything
0: well, because you get an adrenaline blast sometimes when it because the smell's so miserable, you just your body reacts.
1: Is that what's going on?
0: What's one of the things that goes on? Yeah. yeah, But is
1: it safe?
0: I mean, it's not great for your nasal health, you know, your sinuses. But did it burn? Did it? Did you get that whole experience?
1: Yeah, it felt like um, drowning a little bit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Oh,
1: getting water up your nose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't Pure know. Pure joy, huh? Pure <laughs> <Yeah>. joy. <laughs> I um, think I liked it so much because it was over.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Thank God that's over. Wow. Hmm. Interesting. Have you done them? I have. Uh, I have like gotten near them, but I've never really like done the full experience. Let's do
1: them right now. Can we? get <laughs> yeah,
0: No, thanks. Not not that interested. Uh, let me. I got some calls here. I want to get to, but let me do a voice message just because I didn't get to them last show. Just even get a couple in here.
4: I just had a quick question for you. Okay. Uh, I know I've always heard that it is wrong to use Q-tips in your ear because mm-hmm. it shoves the wax down. Correct. And, you know, maybe I'm talked or something, but I've still been using them this whole time. I'm 35 now. Mm. And uh,
0: if I'm not supposed to be using them,
4: how the fuck do I get that shit out of my ear? Thanks, James. All
0: right, so Q-tips, do you use Q-tips? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So it's the leading cause of ruptured eardrum in the country. Uh, and also, if you just happen to hit it hard enough, you can disrupt the entire middle ear and fuck everything up. Uh, it does nothing for the wax except push it back against the eardrum, so which can affect your hearing more. and makes it more difficult to get the wax out. Start with soap and water in the shower, dude. And then there's little syringes you can buy at the pharmacy store. Those bulbs and syringes and things. Just rinse them out. That's what you do. That's what, if you came to me for to get the wax out, that's what I would do.
1: You put a syringe in your ear?
0: It's yeah. You just kind of hold it back, and it's it's a you know you just or or a bulb, but you know you squirt it in, and it's designed to rinse the the wax out.
1: I feel like I'm leaving this podcast. When I do leave tonight, I'm gonna feel not very proud of myself. (laughs) The smelling salts, the Q-tips. Well, let's talk
0: about (laughs) drugs too. Let's 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 go all the way down that path. Were you just a drug abuser or were you a drug addict?
1: (laughs) Doctor Drew, what do you?
0: I'm just asking the um, questions
1: <laughs> yeah but do i felt some judgment. Yeah,
0: no i'm not no, I'm judging kidding, at I'm all no, you're a I, jazz musician what are you supposed to do
1: well yeah at least I was, you didn't
0: start shooting <laughs> heroin like cold coltrane
1: that's true i i never did the heroin yeah um or the, meth. the heroin <laughs> i never did the heroin or the meth that was the arizona slogan not even once. well so i did everything else just not <laughs> meth. but um yeah i just was pretty um like hardworking uh, hard working in high school. Mm. Um, straight A's I was on all the extracurriculars and once I graduated I started smoking weed and drinking and then every you know, it was Everybody. a gateway for me. Did, <laughs> did like- you
0: have trouble stopping?
1: Yeah, I kind of like uh, dropped out of school. Mm. I started working at this smoke shop and
0: weed shop. uh, Yeah. Yeah. And
1: from having like so much potential out of high school, like Mm. I spoke at my graduation at this Full Ride scholarship, I think I was just like self destructing, Mm -hmm. self sabotaging. And so I,
0: or you just got strung out on
1: something. Yeah, that could have been too. Yeah. But I felt like it's, I would never want to encourage someone to do drugs, but I did feel like that was a necessary part of my path because I Mm. had experience. And yeah, did you, did you life a little bit. Did
0: you need, need help stopping or did you just let it go?
1: It kind of just like, I kind of just reached this rock bottom for me where, mm-hmm. you know, I just wasn't doing anything. And my mom, she stepped in and she mm-hmm. could, she so, saw like how I was living. I got like my first apartment and she came and she was like, this isn't good and she stepped what, what in what so. people,
0: people don't appreciate for some individuals not everybody but some people weed will take them down like that just weed is That's enough it, it's, it no it's so powerful it's so powerful now
1: i feel like the, such a square but it's true like it's I, not not yeah. everybody i'm
0: not saying everybody's gonna end up like that but but some a lot of people get taken down by and they're not aware of it because it, it's so widely used and so accepted yeah uh, some people do fine i know lots of people that lots of comedians they're fine but I've also seen a lot of people get in trouble with it, and some people need help stopping. They can't. Um,
1: yeah, it could become very habitual, and then that's like I think I replaced my passion for creating with smoking weed, mm-hmm. and so that's all I was doing. Well, it's so
0: it's so it blocks your insight too. Did you get manic or anything? Did you doing any stuff with that that stuff? Did you start having grandiose thoughts? Oh yeah, yeah 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 yeah. That's all the weed. <laughs> Yeah. yeah,
1: I think it, You know the term "permafride." Is that a medical term? Yeah, no. <laughs> <I think> that <laughs> but, happened to me.
0: <laughs> but it, but it it again. This is a syndrome we're seeing more and more now, where these uh, young people are sort of you know after a couple of years of it. The, it's it's that it's so concentrated. It's up to hundred percent concentration. Oh at yeah, THC it's so now. strong. Enough. And people are doing dabs. Of, I don't know. You know, I I watch Lewis J Gomez do dabs during the show and keep functioning. I'm like, how dude? How do you do that? <laughs> how do you do that? You not you it would it would take you to a bad place. I uh, was that. But it, doing it makes you dabs. makes you not able to do things. It makes you sort of stop working. Yeah. It makes you grandiose. You have all kinds of ideas about how you're. You know the. You're the next whatever, and <laughs> it's so but, funny
1: how going through that, and then it humbled me when I quit, and sure, now that I sure. am gaining success, I don't see
0: it. Sure, <laughs> you, don't, you don't see your success. Yeah, yeah, but before you were thinking grandiose. Yes. But that's the drug. The drug does it's
1: that. It's so cr- funny. As uh, not
0: everybody gets it. Now, not everybody gets that, but uh, and and then some people need actually twelve step to stop because it's can be so powerfully alluring and, and they love it so much. Yeah. So, well, good. I'm glad you're out of that. And uh, you usually hallucinogenics mix into there too. Yes, that's what I was uh, doing. Like, yeah. And uh, and God knows maybe it's the combination of all this stuff that really does the the trick. I, I worry. Do you notice any persistent mood problems or anything? Because I, I worry about the hallucinogens doing that to people.
1: Like, long-term effects? Mm, a mood. You know, I don't know, because um, I did my first theater tour this year, and we were playing for thousands of people, and mm. I didn't realize when I got done with the it, it was a three-month tour, I got mm. really depressed. But oh. I, I think it was from the adrenaline. Could but be. But now I, I don't know if I'm having some long-term effects. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, But yeah. I feel like um, since time has passed, it's I've been uh, v- more consistent and regulated. Yeah. But I wonder if you've heard that from other comedians, too, just the mm. adrenaline drop from doing shows.
0: I've... Mm, a little bit, not quite as yeah. vivid as what you're describing. Are, are you exercising?
1: Yeah, I I need to be that, more consistent, but I hike a lot. That's my yeah. So that level. kind of
0: the diet. Sleep, exercise can go a long way to help me. Yeah, you know, the tour
1: was not very healthy. We were on a bus. There was, right. yeah, not a lot As of As we exercise. say, hungry,
0: lo- hungry, angry, lonely, tired, right? And those are things you just got to pay attention to for our, all of our health, right? Yeah. And so you, some of it might just be lonely because you're with everybody and out in the excitement and stuff, and then boom, all of a sudden you're yeah. back home. Uh, all right, let's take some calls, you and I, all right? Yeah. Let's do this. Uh, this is... Chris, we got a bunch of interesting calls. We'll take some more voice. Did I answer the voice message? I forget all, what his question was. Even. Q-tips. Oh, we did the Q-tips. All right, that's right. Chris, what's going <laughs> on? Hey, how you doing? We're good. What's happening there?
5: So I've been on testosterone therapy for about a year and a half, Mm-mm. and it was a small amount. And as part of my follow-up for that, my uh, it was an FNP that detected it. My PSA levels are very high. So I've been taken off of it, and I'm waiting to see a urologist in about five days. And I'm curious what kind of effect the replacement therapy could have on uh, PSA levels, considering my age, I'm 38, Hmm. and outcome scenarios like that.
0: Okay. And have you ever been told you have an enlarged prostate? No. And is there prostate cancer in your family? No. How high was your PSA?
5: Uh, she tested. Uh, the first test was, I think, nine point two, mm. and the second one was nine point four. About a week later.
0: Okay, Jesse, anything <laughs> in your camp?
1: Doctor, I don't understand any of this medical okay, jargon. Okay, good. Well, maybe
0: you can help me clarify that. So he's <laughs> on testosterone. My he,
5: walnuts okay. in
0: pain. Say it again. The what?
5: I said my walnuts in pain.
0: <laughs> yeah.
5: <laughs>
1: okay. Okay, mm. I got that.
0: No. <laughs> Do you have testicular pain? Uh no. Okay. Right. Urinating is
5: I'd say normal. Maybe the last little bit takes a little effort, but All right. not really.
0: So he's thirty eight. He shouldn't be on testosterone, frankly, unless there's some medical problem causing low testosterone. In his age group, obesity would be the number one cause of low testosterone. If he has low testosterone because of some endocrine problem, that needs to have a name, like what's the diagnosis that requires the treatment of the testosterone. Otherwise, you're essentially just putting yourself in harm's way. So what kind of harms could he develop? Well, as you're finding out, the PSA, prostate-specific antigen, this is a marker for prostate cancer, right? Mm But many other things can elevate PSA too. Just having a large prostate. And actually having a large prostate, a big one, actually is associated with a lesser risk of prostate cancer. And those guys sometimes have very high PSAs. And testosterone supplementation could raise the PSA for those guys, right? So, okay. so one possibility here is you've got a big prostate. It's kind of young to have a big prostate, so it's kind of weird. The whole thing about the elevated PSA in his age group is odd. But you know, sometimes it, it happens early. Um, could testosterone increase his risk of prostate cancer? Not really. It really it doesn't seem to cause prostate cancer, but it, it can accelerate a prostate cancer that's already there. So that so I worry about two things for you, Chris. One is, you know, that you already had prostate cancer underlying this and it's sort of bringing it out by taking testosterone, so to speak, mm-hmm. not causing it, It's just making it more apparent uh versus you just have a big prostate you said you have a little urinary restriction when you try to pee that suggests more that kind of thing and maybe you just uh you know you're one of those guys that's going to have a big prostate your whole life and uh the high PSA goes along with that sometime but the right thing to do is to see the urologist okay
1: 5 days okay I count him down he's got BPE big prostate energy
0: BPH benign prostatic hypertrophy that's oh, called. Oh, yeah. That's what but, I meant. But, but Jesse's thing is BPE. BP I like that. Uh all right. This here we go. We'll get you should be able to participate on this one. This is Mike. What's up, Mike?
4: Dr. Grew, how are you?
0: Hey, let me before you get into this, Mike. Yeah, I'm good. I? I just happened to think about something. Were you stuck in a in a in a trailer with with uh Bobby Lee, going around the country. Was that part of the comedy tour group? You oh were yeah. <laughs>
4: tour of us, two of
1: us with,
0: with Bobby, Bobby Lee, Lee,
1: Andrew that Santino. Dentist,
4: that too?
0: Oh, Andrew is there to give you some sanity. Yeah. Okay. He was All dad.
1: Right. Bobby was crazy mom. <laughs> oh
0: my God. All right. I, I want to hear more about that, but, but Mike, we'll get to you now. What's going on?
4: Hey guys. Thanks for taking my call. You bet. Um, yeah. So I wanted to reach out today. Um, and also, uh, Jesse, Jesse Johnson, love that she's on the show. today. It's amazing. Um, Yes. Yeah, so a little bit of background, my, uh, my wife and I, we had our first child about two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, before then, we had a great, great, you know, uh, sexual relationship. Things are fantastic. Uh, but since birth, uh, my wife, she has not been able to bounce back to what she was before right. um, as far as pleasure. You know what I mean? Like she doesn't have the sensitivity that she used to. Mm. Um, so for me as the husband, I really want to, you know, sex is not... I want to make sure she's feeling good too. You know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's like I, I just want her to be back to what she was. Um, it, it, how old is she? So she has talked to her doctor. H- how old is she? Oh, she is. Uh, she's thirty four. Thirty four.
0: And does she is she on any medication?
4: Uh she is for her thyroid. What is she on? Oh, uh, I think it starts with the T.
0: So just like, she, she's just on thyroid hormone, like thyroglobulin, something like that.
4: Hmm. Yes, okay. yes, that's right.
0: Okay, uh, she has so she has some endocrine disturbance, she has hypothyroidism, and that can be isolated or it can be part of something else. Um, did she breastfeed?
4: Okay. No, she, well, she tried to, but it didn't work out, okay. so we ended up going with formula.
0: Any difficulty getting pregnant? Was, was there a fertility campaign?
4: Um, No, actually, it was quite easy once she was off uh, birth control. uh, It happened pretty quickly.
0: And she's not on birth control now? She is. Oh, well, that can affect. Is she on the same birth control as before? Yes, she is. Okay. Well, birth control pills, you've been on hormonal contraceptives? Yeah,
1: isn't that kind of like the last guy taking testosterone? I feel like this is like she's taking a bunch of estrogen.
0: It is it is actually a bunch of progesterone. And the progesterone for some women really shuts them down and affects their sensitivity and everything. Yeah. And, and after pregnancy, everything changes. And so, A, I wonder if she's having a reaction to the birth control pill different than she used to experience it. So she might, you know, maybe get rid of some of the the potent progesterone maybe the doctor can talk about getting some estrogen in there. secondly uh there can be other kinds of ovarian dysfunction after pregnancy and testosterone can drop too uh i I read on your your screen here that the doctor sent you for pelp sent her for pelvic floor physical therapy
4: yeah that's that's kind of what they were thinking They weren't really sure what was causing the issue mm-hmm. um so they thought that maybe she could go and speak to someone uh specializes in that and could help her out, and she is trying to get an appointment right now. She has not seen the doctor yet.
0: Yeah, physical therapy—that's that, an enlightened approach. I like the idea. It can—it can so you know the, all that musculature down there can affect, particularly after you can imagine. Did she have a vaginal delivery? Yes, yeah. uh, without complications. Yeah, but you can imagine the stretch. You know, everything's yeah. different now down there, and it can feel different. Is her libido oh, yeah. the same, or just her sexual responsiveness?
4: Well, that's also a thing too. I think her libido has changed. I feel like, um, you know, she's not, you know, it's gone down a bit Mm. and I feel like now, you know, where we're almost two years post, uh, having our, our child, um, Mm. you know, she's, she enjoys sex now. We, we have, you know, it's great. Our sex life has bounced back, but I feel like it's, it's, it's not what it was and she's doing it more for me. Yeah. yeah. You know I mean, so I want yeah. to make sure that she's back to what she was and to make sure she can enjoy it. Okay. Jesse, the
1: hormones are so crazy. Like uh, being on birth control in the past, I, I've, we were talking about how many drugs I did. And when I was being a jazz musician, nothing like acid, you know, shrooms. like I know I've done so, all, yeah. those like hard yeah. to me, hard drugs, but, uh, nothing changed my how my core more than birth control interesting yeah i'd had mood swings and it Mm -hmm. just i felt like a different person i Mm -hmm. I wish there was a better way to like balance all those hormones out
0: well i mean could she consider something like an iud
4: yeah i mean i think that she's open to all sorts of options we definitely you know i think that whatever could get her back on the right path um is, is what we'd want to do. So, I just yeah, think I recommend-
0: women are in, She's a little young even for perimenopause, but the changes after pregnancy, I just, not enough is made of the hormonal situation, I don't think, and particularly the effects of birth control pill. And that birth control pill effects can change after pregnancy. So if there's anyone out there, there's a guy named Andrew Goldstein in Washington, D.C., that runs a clinic. I can't remember the name of it. Can you guys look it up for me? Um, and he, uh, I think his name is Andrew Goldstein, if I remember right. And it's like women's—I can't remember—but he does a lot of work in this area. And uh, you might just look at their website and see if there's any resources there for you. I think the physical therapy is a great idea. Uh, Yes, uh, centers for vulvovaginal disorders, Washington D.C. Click on D.C. Uh Is—is his name? Did his name get associated with this thing, guys?
5: Yeah, the Andrew Goldstein. Yeah,
0: so there you go. He's got a whole website. You can yeah. check it out there. Um, and he he has, makes a big issue of hormonal contraceptives and the effects, that sometimes long term, they can have on on women's libido and sexual functioning. And so there's there's a lot going on here. There's definitely a lot lot to to look into.
1: It's a central theme here. Get off the drugs.
0: <laughs> yeah, it is kind of a central. I I kind of agree. Oh, that's a, not the Andrew Goldstein. I don't think though. Maybe he is the guy. Yeah, you
1: don't want to go to the wrong one. Yeah.
0: I, well, this is the zone we want to be in. Oh yeah, that's him. That's him. He, he, with Ish, ishwish, ishwish, The study of women's sexual health. Society for the study of women's sexual health. These these guys are really good and they don't they don't get enough um play in the public. Yeah. He was the previous president of the International Society for the Study of Women's Sexual Health. Ish ishwish. What a title. It. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Um <laughs> And he did some research and he actually showed that some women, if they have their screwed up libido from the high-dose uh, progesterones, it can be permanent. Like 20% of the time it's permanent. Dang. And there's a whole world out there of people that have permanent libido problems from antidepressant medication. I actually did a podcast with the, that group and they, they just never regain their libido. It it's, seems it's
1: like the opposite of what an antidepressant should
0: do. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, is, it, it, is, it is such that uh, people don't really appreciate how much of a you know libido is a driving force right it's about vitality and if you lose that it's really it's just awful
1: yeah it's just pop a molly right <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know I, I wanted to talk about more about bobby for a second I, I love my friend bobby lee but that dude was a real deal drug addict yeah
1: i've heard stories
0: <laughs> do you ever, I- ever tell you the story about his mom chasing after him through the fields in her impala no <laughs> was it an impala I think resident? something like that and how she just, he was he ran away from drug treatment or something and so she went after him and he said he was running through a field and he could just see the front of the car going up and down over these oh. hills as she came after him uh uh it's so scary. The
1: stories are hilarious, but I'm glad I never saw it. His mom is so sweet, too. by like oh, the to she? Her I've never her. met her. Yeah, I met her when we did their show in Phoenix. She's so, so sweet.
0: Boy, she, he put her through a lot. Ooh, this got a lot of interesting stuff going on here. All right, this is uh, Matt. Hey, Matt.
3: Hey, Dr. Mommy. How's it going?
0: Good, man. What's happening?
3: So I have some, like, weird numbness going on. Uh, in my fingers, toes, and then occasionally like my dick and it just comes out of nowhere. And I don't, my doctor, I asked about it literally. I'm so fucking tired of them just constantly saying everything is long COVID and I can't get a different answer.
0: So you have long, you're known to have long COVID.
3: Yeah. And I've been to the pulmonologist, had the scans that show like my shitty lung health and all the spots and whatnot. Mm. Um, So yeah. But like everything I have, if I have a new issue, he just classifies it as long COVID. The only thing recently that he's given me a separate diagnosis for is POTS.
0: And even that he
3: said was like really inconclusive.
0: Right. Have they done nerve conduction studies on you to see if you actually have neuropathy that's causing this numbness?
3: No, I don't even know. I haven't heard that. So no, I don't.
0: Okay. How long you had long COVID for?
3: Um so I've been dealing with it for about uh, I guess it'll be 15 months.
0: Oh god. All right. And it's from the covid not from the vaccine.
3: Uh I don't know what it's technically from cuz like I never had when I had covid it was never a big deal. Mm. Um it just the only thing I had that has caused me issues is long covid and basically I found out about that by having pneumonia um and having it like two times really quickly. Mm. Uh, within a span of, I think it was like three months.
0: And what are the main symptoms? Fatigue, mental fogginess, cough, that sort of stuff?
3: Yeah, the fatigue is the, I mean, fatigue is the biggest one. My my lung health is just like, I have, um, I think I'm at like uh, 76% lung health, the pulmonologist told me, or something like that. Do you smoke
0: However cigarettes?
3: you quantify that. Do you smoke anything for that matter? Uh, I smoke, I, I smoke weed, yeah. I okay. was gonna say I don't smoke. Well, that causes
0: sort weed. of a chronic bronchitis, and that's not gonna help. That you know, when you say seventy six percent, you're talking about really the airway function, and that's concerning. You're gonna make that worse.
3: Yeah, I've been trying to st- I've been trying to stop and trying to like cut to just like doing vapor vaporizing and things like that. But it's really helpful for like I have ulcerative colitis also that I've had since oh, I was really young. She's, and that's what's that yeah
0: that's, that's the, the pot jesse's yeah. really thing. interested in this. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs> so that's called inflammatory bowel disease oh yeah, yeah. i
5: forgot juicy's there <laughs>
0: yes, <laughs> yes, yes. she's here
1: what's up she's... sorry about your colitis
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a immune attack on the lining of the colon it, it can be de- you know before we had treatments it was devastation we'd have oh. to take the colon out if you get cancer it was just bad uh, now we have a lot of treatment for it so are you on something
3: so the latest thing is they gave me um, some pill. I forget what it is. It's for like that I'm supposed to take to try and calm things down when I have a flare up. But basically, I mean, still, I still have awful time for a little bit. It's just a shorter amount of time. Does it hurt? Now when it I take very that painful, pill. Or... Yeah. Oh,
1: it's too Was bad it... you don't have the numbness.
3: Yeah, it's super sorry. painful.
1: You can pick where the numbness. Okay. No, you don't know, get to choose that. <laughs> nice.
0: Micellamine, is that what they're giving you?
3: Oh yeah, yes, yes.
0: Okay, yeah, and that's the one, right? (laughs) And and so that's a mild medicine, and and it means you're probably having mild flares and stuff. That's good news. Um, Has have you ever been on immune suppressive medicines?
3: Not that I know of. No, I I try. Uh I mean, honestly, I've been like. Kind of a shitty patient in that regard. I've tried to avoid uh, all right. taking long-term pills. I guess. Okay.
0: Well, I'm asking all that because I, you know, I wonder how diligent they've been in working you up for some weird infection that is not long COVID, just some other weird infection you got mm-hmm. from having had the immune suppression. But you've never really had that, so let's take that one off the table for a second. Uh, you know what? I would. Have you looked at any of the website web resources for long COVID? There's a lot of people trying a lot of stuff out there, and some, some people are having success.
3: I, I, you know, I, I mean, I have, but I honestly, the thing is I get like overwhelmed. If there's any one like particular one you could recommend, I'd appreciate it.
0: I'm going to recommend two. A friend of mine got long COVID from the vaccine. I'm just going to tell you, I had long COVID from COVID and I took fluvoxamine and it worked like crazy for me. Friend of mine got long COVID from the vaccine and he's actually gotten better with Ritalin, strangely enough, which is uh, interesting. I think Uh, I have
1: long COVID now that
0: you mentioned it. (laughs) I need some Ritalin. Uh, I'm going to recommend it to you and uh and there are two there are two resources out there one is covidlonghaulers.com covidlonghaulers.com dr patterson and dr uh yogendra are, are having a lot of different successful stuff so i would check those guys out covidlonghaulers.com and then pierre cory ko uh, pierre Corey k-o-r-y has made a practice now of, of treating long COVID. he's Reporting some success again. There's no literature out there. There's no good resources per se. Uh, you're you're kind of on your own, but there are people treating it, trying things, and having some success. So, okay, those would be my two suggestions. Yeah. All right. All right. I appreciate oh, it, man. Good luck, buddy. That's. Uh, that's bye a bye. Difficult. I know you get addled by some of this medical stuff, but it's kind of interesting. No.
1: It's really interesting. Yeah. I don't understand half of it, but I'm really fascinated. <laughs>
0: Uh, let's see, what else? Here, you, why don't you pick some of these with me here? Let's pick a uh, lady. Okay, a lady? Yeah. Stephanie, at what point? You, okay, here we go. <laughs> That's this good is, one. This.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Hello.
0: Hi, Stephanie. What's going on?
2: Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I need help.
0: Okay, good. You're here with me and Jesse. We're here to help.
2: Hi. I, I saw you in St. Louis on the Bad Friends podcast. Oh, wow.
0: How are, How were they?
2: They were really good. They were really good. It was really funny. It was a good time.
0: That
1: was a fun show.
2: Yup. Okay, can we get straight (laughs) into me asking you a question?
0: (laughs) Okay, let's do it.
2: All right. I got a hemorrhoid, and this bad boy is coming in and out, in Mm. and out. Mm. When When is enough enough? When do I get this thing cut off and who do I go to? Is there a booty hole doctor? Like what's (laughs) going on?
0: Jesse, you want to help? You picked the doll. Uh, Is a
1: pretty old doctor. Uh, I think maybe like, that seems like a magic mic character. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, I don't quite understand what the hemorrhoids are. Oh, because, we'll like, start with that. I've Good. heard people talk. She says it comes in and out. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like okay. a
1: tapeworm. Or no,
0: no, <laughs> no. Not like a tapeworm poking out. Uh, let's get some hemorrhoid pictures up there. No, for, no, way. no Not real ones. We'll get cartoons. Don't you worry. These are little cartoony things because these, these guys want to make it possible for, there we go. Uh, wait. to show. Uh, let's see here. Okay. None of that looks particularly good. Ah, mm, keep going. Uh, hmm. I guess that second one in from the left on the upper upper thing kind of gets the the idea. It's a little cartoon. So they're essentially swollen veins, essentially there's uh, there's a, there's a oh. whole plexus of veins around the base of the anus there for some people genetically they're prone to these things getting sort of irritated and then swollen and then engorged and then they can even they can thrombose they can get clots in them and they can and they do kind of go in and out depending on how inflamed they are they okay
1: can, they like come and go you know?
0: they can come and literally come and go completely or they can kind of stay put but sort of literally pop in and out can we
1: but if it's a vein, you can't remove it. Right? You can.
0: You can. I, you there can? are various procedures. Yeah, they actually go in there, and just take it out. You can see that they're, they're, there's a, pre- a clotting procedure there. Can you keep there. it
1: when they take it out? No, <laughs> I
0: don't think they've ever done that. I'd it's, keep it's, mine. It's, 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 a, it's a little rough. Um, let's let's look up hemorrhoidectomy. Let's see. We've never done this before. Hemorrhoidectomy. E C T O M Y. There you are uh where they surgically remove it let's see let's keep going mm, that's a yeah you can't really see what's going <laughs> on with any of this what's the matter gentlemen you're getting a little squeamish in the booth <laughs> <laughs> i see you guys kind of shifting around there uh, uh okay it's halloween we'll, season uh, it uh, is indeed. the one this uh, the, the, the the third one from the, that one yeah let's take a look at that so oh yeah. my so there's sort of that, that's actual <laughs> surgical excision of it. They can band it. They can excise it. There's some newer procedures that make it not nearly as painful as it used to be. A terrible procedure. Um, so the good news is, Stephanie, it's not as bad as it used to be, and it is something that people will do. You need there. You're there. Are, there are doctors out there that literally, literally specialize in this. So you can just look up colorectal hemorrhoidectomy doctor, and somebody will come up. Aka
1: sure. booty hole doctor. Booty hole
0: doctor. It's another way of saying booty hole doctor, but it's it's a colorectal surgeon uh, hemorrhoidectomy and uh, it should be no problem. I, I, I do the, Is yours painful?
2: You know sometimes it's just after my second kid I have more problems with it but I'm in the trenches like I'm like leaning on my left cheek sitting in my work chair right now Right, it's it miserable, yeah. And I'm just like, Who do I even call? Yeah, who do I even talk to? I don't you, even know. Talk and to so I uh, saw you on Instagram, and I was like, I know Who to call? It's
0: called Jesse.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I get yeah, I get it removed. <laughs> Keep it if you can,
0: but but she's but what what she's all right,
1: just, I'll send you a picture, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll sign I'm it. A, I'll get I got Bobby to sign it for you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> I, I love that you have good humor about this, but but what she's describing though is very typically the case, which is after pregnancy, all that pressure down there and the lack of venous return, you get more hemorrhoids, and once they once they get sort of established, they can kind of stick around. Yeah. So yeah, well so, yeah. Listen, listen to Stevie. Like ah. A little
3: bit more familiar. Though.
0: You might, in the meantime, while you're waiting for the the surgical evaluation, get some Anusol. Anusol cream is pretty good. Hot baths. All that's helpful. Awesome. Well,
2: thank you, Dr. Drew.
0: You bet, Stephanie. Thank you. All right. Keep looking. Uh, Joey's a female, huh? Okay. We'll stay with females. Females are generally... I don't know. I just think they were interesting.
1: Recently co- pregnant.
0: Well, more interesting <laughs> seems like all
1: there. these symptoms from pregnancy. Oh, yeah. Why, why, haven't, why haven't we fixed that yet, doctor? Well, we...
0: we <laughs> I mean, we have, but we have to pay it. Listen, one of the problems is we we, we don't pay attention. We dismiss a lot of it, right? Yeah. We, we can do stuff. We just have to pay attention and take women's complaints seriously. Look, I... Joey, hold on one second. We're going to be there in one second. I, I was talking to... Um, Wrote the feminine mystique. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. Naomi Wolf, yeah. uh, and she was talking about menstrual regularities after vaccine therapy for COVID, and I was like, p- p- women's women's periods—they get affected by everything. Come on, come on, come on! <laughs> and then I started hearing yeah. that there was really like unpleasant for people, and it was affecting their ability to get pregnant, and and it was common, and I, and I thought I'd, I had to go publicly apologize to her. I said I was very oh. dismissive. And you, we should not dismiss women's issues so readily, as particularly as men. Uh, but women do it too. Women also dismiss it. But women well, there's so
1: many issues, especially like after pregnancy. So it just many feels issues feels like out. can't even fix it. It's like a,
0: you're a, you're right. Where do and wi- you even and women start. suck up so much; they just take it. You know, they just go, "Oh, well, I'm just gonna move." And just, you know, that's why I wanted to be a mom. So this is what I get. You know, it's like no. There are things we can do to help you. Joey, yeah. speaking of help, what can we do for you?
2: So I was just recently diagnosed bipolar about three weeks ago and I was listening to the podcast where a woman called in and she was talking about how she had just left the marriage where she was with someone who was bipolar and how much it affected her. Mm. I've been married for 10 years and I was sitting there after the podcast and I was thinking, yeah, I've, I've been pretty toxic and I'm wondering what do I need to do like what kind of therapy what do I need to do so that I'm not being a toxic wife and also kind of what's wrong with my husband like what's going on (laughs) because I like thinking back some of the things she was saying you mentioned something about shame about how that being a trigger that is a trigger for me and I mean yeah I've I've been toxic I have
0: well, good for you for being so open and honest with yourself, and and by the way, asking questions about the partner too is equally important. Good for you, jo- What do you think, Jesse?
1: Yeah, I mean, the fact that you're even acknowledging that you feel like you've been toxic and wanting to change it seems good to me. Sort
0: of extraordinary. Can you can yeah. you can you um, give us some examples, perhaps, of what what you've been doing? Sure,
2: I can give you. I can give you two examples, one that's more funny and one that's more sad.
3: Okay.
2: Um, one example is when we were first together in college, I don't know why. I just got this wild hair. I was pretty manic. Now looking back, I understand it's team mania at the time. And I was like, it would be so funny if I got to test his love for me. Oh, boy. And there was these woods test. behind test. our dorm room. Oh. Test love. And I told him I was going out to my car and I went out to my car and I sat in the woods and I watched where I could see his dorm room window to see him just waiting for me to see how long it took him to notice I was gone. Mm. And I was just having the greatest time. And then I realized I was out there for like two hours. Oof. And then whenever I got back, he was like, what happened? I was looking for you. And I told him about it. And he was like, that's really weird. Like,
0: that's weird. <laughs> it is a little weird. <laughs> and, I agree.
2: I don't know why I did that.
0: And, and so what's the, what's the sad one? the sad one. That wasn't the so, sad one. Uh, Go ahead.
2: That was probably sad as well. Probably more sad for me, but uh, just out there in the woods, like, he'll find me. But anyways, the more sad one is, you know, we're doing laundry in the house. He had just got off work. And I was like, hey, can you help me do some laundry here? We're further into our marriage at this point. We have one kid. And I'm like, can you help me do some laundry? And he's like, I will, I will. I've been at work all day. You know, just usual mm. relationship." Mm-hmm. And it was like a switch. It was like pure rage. Mm. And I had, it was like a wicker basket. And I just threw it on the ground and like shattered it. Mm. And I'm just pissed. And all the only thing I can describe it as, it's like a toddler throwing a fit. Yeah. It's like so much emotion, just sobbing, crying, angry. And he just sat there, flat affect. I mean, nothing. He just sat there watching me. And finally, I, like, calmed down. And he, like, grabbed his keys and he was like, okay, and left. And I was like, what? What? And there's other stuff. I did grow up in a very toxic household. So I was used to being amplified and and i think that that's what i was used to did you and have any did you so long to diagnose
0: did you have any sexual abuse or physical abuse growing up
2: i had physical abuse so and i also when i was younger i was in a car accident this is when i was two years old mm. and i was ejected from the car oh so my i had God. a traumatic brain injury oh frontal my goodness. Lobe. and so for oh. a long time That was what doctors told me was that, you know, my mom as well, she had a frontal lobe injury. So I was very aggressive as a kid. I was very, I kind of had a lot of issues self-regulating.
3: Yeah, yeah. Um,
2: And that's why it's taken doctors a long time to, because I do take medicine for like epilepsy. There's some, there's also some damage in there. Um, Yeah. So it's taken a long time for doctors to kind of piece together. It's interesting, Joey. my mom
0: crazy so interesting yeah, yeah 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 so so i have some ideas what I do you think like i'll let jesse talk hard to hard you hard first hard. I, I got some ideas
1: it seems like yeah. it seems really cool to me that you uh aren't like wanting to play a victim and you're wanting to get better i think that's really mature and like awesome and so so,
0: so much so though jesse it 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 makes it gives a medical quality to this whole thing. Yes. It's because, it's
1: like when it when you have these like um feelings like you can't stop them, but you want to.
0: Right. They're like seizures in and of themselves, but she her personality and her psychological functioning is sort of good, so she has insight. Like, what was that? Yeah. You know? And uh very interesting. Uh I agree with Jesse completely. And then the husband, like, what's up with him? Was his mom <laughs> kind of difficult? Or was she yeah. Yeah, was he, she somebody he had to take care of he, so all the time?
2: His, um, yeah, he also, I mean, he has his own problems. When we first met, we were both kind of wild. For him, I mean, it's embarrassing now. We're different people now, very clearly different, but he was very into drugs.
3: Mm.
2: I mean, there was one time that we robbed a concession stand together. It's a lot. We uh, We grew up together, we'll say that. We were both kind of rough and tumble in college. And
0: then rough and tumble. To <laughs> this is uh, more like uh, we
1: like, were like it's like Bonnie and psycho. Jekyll and Clyde. Uh, Bonnie and
0: Bonnie and Clyde, but or, or also no, it's the not, it's not good or the uh, what was the Woody Harrelson movie uh, Natural Born Killers? Yes, <laughs> These yes. are here they are. Um, so interesting uh so let's talk about so I don't know what's up with him. it just you know the things that occur to me is like he's been a caretaker probably his whole life, and I just think he's hopped into that caretaker role and the the flat affect and stuff is probably him dissociating, which is something he learned how to do probably in his childhood but you're you know so you have chaos, you have brain injury, you've got a lot of stuff going on, you have insight, you have desire to get better, all these things. You know what I think you ought to really think about getting is what's called formal neuropsychiatric testing. It's actually like a full day and sometimes two-day testing of how, what is your psychological functioning and what is the biological component? What's the neurological overlay? You know, how are the different mechanisms being affected? And then somebody who is skilled, really somebody who has a lot of experience with this, needs to interpret that data. And then once you have a formal diagnosis of what's going on, then you can get some ideas on what the treatment ought to be. It's too complicated to just go, hey, Joey, you ought to just you yeah. know, take your seizure medicine <laughs> and your bipolar medicine and go see a family therapist. Like, <laughs> <"Yeah, I'm>, okay, <laughs> but that wouldn't hurt, but uh, there's a yeah, lot that, here. Um, Bonnie and Clyde, <laughs> wow, what a story. You robbed yeah, a convenience no. store. What were you guys up to?
2: Oh, God, I I had a tendency whenever I would get a manic or whatever it was to I would get into drugs. He is sober. He's been sober for about six years, but Mm -hmm. then he wasn't. So we snorted some I don't even know what it was. And there was a closed convenience store and we literally just took candy just to take it.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh okay. Okay, we, <laughs> no. we we're imagining you guys with a saw rifle. Yeah. So yeah. no. schemas. So, so, no. So. <laughs> no. no, no, we're not hardcore. <laughs> you
1: took some candy. You're <laughs> okay.
0: Some, it's an Abba Zaba and Skittles. That was our, <laughs> <laughs> that was our, our crime run. Yeah. All right. Well, it, it's yeah. Joey. It's no. kind of no. interesting. I, you know, neuropsych testing is not cheap. That's the other thing. Oh. Now, what you might look into. You're in yeah. Dallas. You know, you might go look into like a university setting or a psychology school. Sometimes they have students that are learning how to do these tests, but they usually have professor—well, always have professor supervising. And usually, those can be very high-quality people. So you can get it done for next to nothing that way. Okay, if if money's an issue, because okay. I, I Thank know. Thank you so I'll,
2: much. This is.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and and
2: it's a huge help for me because they. Yeah, Yeah. I'm so sorry. They throw medicine at you. I know. And already like a lot of symptoms I've had for my whole life. And I'm like tired of messing with it.
0: Yes. Neuro. It's called neuro. it's not just neuro testing. It's not just psych testing. It's neuro psych testing. And uh, there should be there's a lot of people that do that kind of work. You need to have the formal test. There's other things you can do too. There's sort of MRIs and spec Mm. scans and things, and people go, "Oh, look, the frontal lobe's not working." But how is that any different than what you already know? You know what I'm saying? You need need to know what the functional, the functional aspects of this are. Okay.
2: Wow. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. I'm a huge, huge fan of Bad Friends. Oh, well, that, <laughs> you clearly have good,
0: so good your judgment is clearly still intact. Yes, so. I think you're fine. <laughs> so, <laughs> go forth, back to the convenience store. Yeah. But, but, um, but listen, do me a favor though. Once you, you know, go down the road with this a little bit, call me back. Let me know what's going on. Okay. It'd be very interesting to have some follow up.
2: Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, sure. Yeah. Thank All
1: you right. so much. All
0: right, Joy. Thanks. Bye bye. So, wow, we're covering a lot of territory. I'm, you seem interested in this stuff, too, which I'm I'm indulging it a bit.
1: Yeah, no, I've, I'm finding this fun. I, do, I don't like going to the doctor's office, and this has been a really positive experience. Oh, good. Yes. So you're, you're
0: expected <laughs> to hate me like all doctors.
1: Not hate you, but I distrust doctors. And I mean, well, I mean, these get days, over that, listen,
0: man, these days, I, every, there's so much distrust of the medical system because of all the COVID ec- excesses, and I yeah. get it. I get it. I'm actually trying to work with people to come up with alternative systems and things to try to...
1: This is f- a good
0: one. <laughs> well, this is, this, is, this is more educational, right? I, but I really want medical delivery systems that people can build trust with. Uh, having said that, I, another interesting thing I observed about you, and I'm guessing it is all your years of reading music, you are a very fast reader. Very. Are you aware of that?
1: No. How do you tell
0: Because I you looked at Joey not Joey's the hemorrhoid one. You <laughs> looked at the hemorrhoid one and you you had read it long before most people can digest. Oh, I didn't screen. know that. And yeah, I'm, maybe
1: uh, sight reading? I, yeah. Oh, I never knew that about myself. Yeah.
0: I'm I'm betting that do you read do you read books? Do you read a lot of material? Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. You, I
1: haven't and I used to read a lot more than I yeah. do, but yeah.
0: You're a fast reader, trust me.
1: That's a good uh, diagnosis.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing to have. But Uh, And the sight reading, and now now when you look at music, I'm just so curious about sight reading because I am so weak as a sight reader. It it drove me, it really bothers me that I wasn't better trained that way, really. I was one of these kids that would... Read you know read the the measure and then just memorize it and play it over and over and over again. I would never go back. I to do kids like
1: that when I was teaching. I teach summer band and it would take me a while, but I'd figure out they weren't. You, <laughs> the you, music. Have, you
0: have to break you have to break them of that immediately because yeah. it's a terrible habit and it, it's screwed up my my son is a keyboard player and he can read music like Brockman enough he reads and stuff and it's I I just so jealous of that but when you look at a sheet of music can you read most of the page like right straight off you can just, like, figure out what's going on very very quickly
1: yeah i read it like uh like english yeah you, yeah, yeah. yeah it's so fascinating but it, we used to do sight reading in band so we we would like kind of train or practice and I, I get you, you ever play guitar hero yes i feel like guitar Hero is just sight reading
0: for you that's when you equi- play a new song well, the, the like... problem is people who play Guitar Hero feel like they're sight reading that's the problem <laughs> yes. you're actually sight reading and feel like you're playing Guitar Hero it's a little different uh, but the other thing that, that, that I'm terrible at in case you noticed from my great uh, uh, performance there with uh, I'm blanking Chase, on a, Chase. Kate, ch- with um, Chase Chase, Chase, yes, Chase, yes. Chase O'Donnell uh, my rhythm is off too and so and, and part of that is a sight reading problem I can't really figure out what's on the page rhythmically and so uh, yeah, and if you, as a trumpet player, that must just be, you know, just, you plus you were doing percussion too. So,
1: yeah, I, I, that stuff I get. And we, I had a lot of training, but I don't know. She could probably, half of that, these medical terms. I
0: mean, she could, that that upper left hand, she could probably read the one below it too. Not just read it, but sing it for you. Right? Do you have, do Which, you have uh, can you sight sing I have also?
1: relative pitch. So I can, mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm singing the exact note, mm-hmm. but I like, it'd be like, dun, 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 dun. Dun 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 dun. I don't know something like that. <laughs> uh,
0: but you guys are <laughs> laughing. But look, she's she was doing the flats. You know, she she was adjusting. The next one was that. Is that a natural down there at the bottom of that that second? I round? wish yeah. I had
1: my trumpet. I would play it immediately.
0: Right. Yeah. No, that that to be able to do what she just did is extremely difficult. Here's I'm, on trumpet. <laughs> now i've always wondered i am just fascinated by all this stuff that so you're doing the the keys the, yeah nice visual keys? joke for you, the podcast you, you, you call them keys on the on the um, trumpet what do you call them? Valves. Valves, the valves valves yeah. uh but are you adjusting your yeah
1: there's so many things like your your embouchure uh your tongue placement the Dur- during air, each note every note during yeah. e-
0: and is that to get the right pitch I mean, you sort of does the does the do the valves sort of get you to the pitch, and then the adjustments get you to the the precise pitch.
1: Yeah, they all work together. Yeah, this is only three valves, and if you open it up, there's like holes in the valves, so it's, yeah. it's like a it's like a lock, like yeah. a combination lock. Uh. So it changes the airflow, and which changes the pitch. But when you're going like from a low note to a high note, like on a piano, you know, but with trumpet, you you have to use your air and your tongue placement and your abs and the corners of your mouth. And
0: Who's your favorite trumpet player?
1: I like Miles Davis a lot, but do, I also do, like do Herb you, Albert. Do
0: you put the thing over the over the the well, bell, like the way Miles Davis did?
1: Yeah, right now because he started like electrifying the trumpet. Yes, and I that's what I've been really interested in right now. Uh, but using guitar pedals and. Uh, using i have an that's, electric mute but I later want,
0: miles davis a lot mm-hmm. of people aren't aware of that whole era he was in he, he was, made it
1: so i mean they call him birth of cool but it was so cool because you yeah you get this like gritty electric sound and nowadays there's a million effects you can add to a guitar but you can just add that he, to he was any brilliant instrument. right oh yeah
0: he would get up I, There's stories of him you know sitting sitting in the back room at juilliard and just going this is all bullshit it's all so <laughs> easy this is we need to do something interesting
1: it's yeah his autobiography isn't that's
0: uh, so let's uh, oh, what are we doing? We're looking. Oh, there's all the stuff that can be done with the trumpet. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Oh, crazy. That's all right, fun. let's get some videos in here. I want to let give Jesse a chance to see some stuff before we wrap this thing up. Yes, yes, like, yes. I want to see videos.
1: <laughs> I like learning about this medical field.
0: Uh oh, bring her to this rare disease SPS muscle spasm. Oof, Two hours into it? Yeah. Do they tell us what SPS is?
3: Uh, it doesn't say. Super I mean, painful but. syndrome. <laughs> <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, let me see here. S-P-S. What does that mean? Hmm. It doesn't come. Yeah, it doesn't come. <laughs> yeah, doesn't come uh. Oh, stiff person syndrome. Oh, uh, just loosen
1: up. Next
0: one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, rare progressive neurological disorder. It, it is pretty bad. Uh, that That is. Mm, trunk, torso, arms, legs, greater sensitivity to touch noise. They get these terrible spasms. Hunched over posture, too disabled to walk or move. Oh, my God. Ugh, More that's likely so to be. Scary. Yeah. Associated with other autoimmune diseases. Oh, it's very sad. Is okay, that like well,
1: where ALS is in that area?
0: ALS? Mm-hmm. No, uh, not that I'm aware of. ALS is is the spinal column oh, attack, okay. you know, and it's bad.
1: bad yeah, I bad. had a friend who had that.
0: Oof, it's just terrible. It's one of the worst. The, oh, here we go. Is this normal? Uh-huh. What is she going to do? Oh, it's the sound. Oh, yeah, that's kind oh. of normal. That's normal. There, there's some air under your eyelid. That's all right. <laughs> You're just burping your eyelid, essentially. <laughs> well done. Give me another one.
1: Get the air off. By the
0: way, I've been looking at... Oh, uh-oh. Go ahead. Something is burning and scraping it. Oh, no. Eyelash. A wire. <gasps>
1: it always shows up.
0: What? What? So I'm wondering <laughs> if she had like... Is that could be a suture. Right, mm. maybe she had a an eyelid procedure or or an eye procedure even, and the suture kind of comes to the surface and starts scratching, and then she gets it out. So, yes, see ophthalmologist. My God,
1: yeah, I wonder how many of those she's found.
0: I, I know it's weird. Or, mm, oh. and uh, well, I don't want to say about that. Uh, I've been watching though Christina's Instagram lately, and it's been very lively. Gentlemen, uh, has a lot of that. Is that going to YMH? Some of that stuff she's playing there.
5: Um, some of it probably is, yes.
0: Okay. I, I may I may have you uh, bring some of that on to the next show. Uh you know, I didn't I promised to share something this show that I have not yet. So let me wrap up with a story. Oh
1: yes.
0: Uh and that is I was at the skank fest two weeks ago.
1: Oh, how was it? It
0: was uh skanky. I <laughs> was
1: the it, skank fest? <laughs> it was it
0: was very fun. Uh and there were several did you hear about some of the extraordinary moments of the skank fest, guys? Heard some of it. I wonder if I should wait till it's just the booth boys to tell you all these stories. <laughs> all right. Well, well, I'll tell you one story. Yeah, right yeah now. I want to hear it. And one is that uh, Corolla was supposed to be there with me and he bailed out at the last minute. And so I started calling in favors from friends and Andy Laterman Andy helped Love out. Her, yeah. She's the best. And then uh, Big J. Okerson helped out. And awesome. then Doug. And Andy was with Doug Stanhope. And I said, bring him too because Stanhope's an old friend. And so the three of them were up there with me for, during this hour that was supposed to be with Corolla. We had a nice time, and towards the end, and it was funny. And towards the end, Stanhope uh, got a little frustrated, and he'd been uh, swigging on a whiskey bottle the whole time, of course, yeah. <laughs> and had to pee. And he goes, "I got to pee." You guys, we're like, we're like, we're not quite done yet. Uh, uh, hang on a second, Stanhope. And he goes, "Fuck it." He stands up, he pees in, right there, pees into three big beer cups, Whoa. and then sits, sits him down <laughs> on the table, and sits back down. And then drinks it.
1: Drinks a, a sip? Uh, like, no,
0: like he's drinking a glass of. <laughs> I don't know water. why a sip
1: is different. He, it is it different. Is different. <laughs> it is. That's
0: what it was so extraordinary. He drank it down like it was. Why
1: drink- would he? Do- he's just gonna have to pee again.
0: Well, good point. Good point. <laughs> Uh, I think it was for a fact, and the uh, mission accomplished, by the way. We all, <laughs> How do you
1: diagnose? Literally just <laughs> took
0: the microphone and went, that's it, guys. We are done. We're we're out. Uh, that's
1: honestly so badass. Do,
0: it is badass. It I'm going to do it home. right now. Give me a cup. So, <laughs> for a woman to do it would be extra badass, I must tell you. So, uh, I, And for Bobby, it would be just another day at the, at the office. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, But did you guys hear about that?
1: I didn't I hear about, about
0: that. You no. didn't hear about it. The mm-hmm. skank fest. Well, that was a, a a a shining moment in the at the uh, at the skank A fest.
1: Golden moment.
0: Golden <laughs> moment is something that was talked about. There were a couple others that sort of ranked up there with it. I, I will tell once I get to another Booth Boy show, I will share with them those stories. So we got some stuff to talk about. Incredible. Well, Jesse, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for coming out. Thanks and for having it's me. It's been so fun, and thank you for having real interest in some of these calls because these have been like intense and interesting and uh, multi layered and stuff. It it it. uh gave me kind of permission to lean into it a little bit so oh great yeah i good. loved hearing your ad- advice yeah i think we could really help some people this I hope way they so. get
1: better, yeah. yeah
0: and so where do you want people to go where can they find you other than the bad friends
1: um dot i'm gonna release some merch if it's not already up when this comes out it's gonna come out soon for the holidays and um, all my do- tour dates are on there and yeah i'll see you on the internet
0: great and uh i i would are you gonna be in austin with the, with the bad friends coming up anytime soon
1: not with bad friends, um, but I I've been coming out here every month. So. Oh, you are coming
0: here? Do you go to the mothership? And I go
1: to the mothership. Kill great. Tony. I have a, a lot of friends here too, so I try to. Tr- I travel a lot. Just
0: quickly, but Kill Tony, you must have at the beginning been stand an, er, you know an, a novice, being criticized by the boys or attacked by the boys. Yeah? I
1: started from the bucket, and now yeah. I
0: guess you're on the panel.
1: Yeah, so I, I've i done panel a few times now, but Tony's basically said, hey, if you want to play trumpet in the band, you're welcome anytime. So oh, how fun. It's really fun. I feel honored and grateful for that uh, opportunity. So, it's, Oh, I
0: want to see that.
1: It's, it's great. And then you get a microphone and I can chime in when I want. And
0: Oh, my God. It's
1: like a, my Brilliant. second family. That's you
0: know? combining your, your skills. You've been saying oh, you're yeah, trying yeah. to figure out how to do both. There it is.
1: It's a dream. Yeah. Thank All you so right. much. Well it's been done. a pleasure.
0: Congratulations. And everyone else, we'll see you next time.